Welcome back, Magical Relatives. This is, an, this is your host, Paul, with another episode of Magical Podcast with... Jessica. And we have a special guest that uh, we haven't gotten a chance to talk to before, Ivy Bromius. Welcome, Ivy. Hi. Now, Ivy is a practicing witch, uh, practices divination and tarot is your preferred method, mm-hmm. and also uh, incorporates it all with uh, on her website, Circle Thrice, with project management, which... It's probably like a really for, like a really foreign concept to a lot of practitioners, and we're kind of, and we actually the reason why I wanted to have uh, Ivy on is because uh, I heard you actually on another podcast, and you, I was kind of like trying to work my way through the how to incorporate practice into work, and with after your presentation, it w- it actually made a lot of sense to me, and all of a sudden I was like, oh, there is a practical side to it, and that's. Uh, actually, what I want to bring on, see if you had any more insight on on what you do and how you work with people. So, to just a first question, uh, I had a question about about your about your magical practice. You have um, what what is your practice and background? Well, so um, I've been uh, I've been doing magic of various sorts since I was you know probably a young teenager, right? Uh, which that's when we all do start, right? We, we hit a certain age and we're like, oh, I found the weird books and I'm doing the weird stuff and it's awesome. So I've been doing it for a really long time. And um, and I do consider myself a witch just in terms of kind of the, the sorts of activities magically that appeal to me. But I have a really broad background at this point. So yes, I've done tarot. Uh, and I dabble in astrology, but I am not an astrologer. Like I, I never, ever want to claim the label of astrologer, but I, I'm interested in it to the degree of like doing magic with astrology. Like how could you use the timings of astrology to empower kind of the magic you're doing? And then I just have a lot of sort of spellcraft knowledge. I've done a ton of sigils since I was young. Uh, those are very hot now. So I always want to say that, but also things like candle magic and other, um, other kinds of basic spellcrafty stuff. So I have pretty a pretty broad magical background. But the other strange thing is that I have this kind of broad project management background, which is kind of what I do in my day job and what I've done for just a huge number of years now uh, on a corporate level. And over time, what I realized is that what I was learning kind of about project management and what I knew about magic really dovetailed super nicely. And when I say they dovetailed, I mean, sure, you can use magic in your job to help, um, you know, make your work go smoother, help uh, teams collaborate better, make your boss love you, you know, all the good stuff people want to do. But you can also use the project management skills to make your magic better for whatever purpose you're doing magic for. And that's where I sort of started doing, you know, first it was the blog and then I started doing readings for people. And now I have kind of consulting that I work with people on. So, so it's one half, how can I incorporate magic to make my job better, to get a better job, first of all, and then to make the job you have awesome, but the reverse too, how can I use these project management skills to make my magic work better? I love this. I love this. I'm so glad that you're here to talk to us about this. I think it's really fascinating. I mean, I do actually get nerding. I nerd out a little bit on project management because I think that it's a really useful um, tool. For My work. people. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, and I have never, until you uh, 
ever really heard of, well, he told me about it because he heard it from you. Um, I've never really heard anybody talk about uh, using those tools in magic. And it's so great because it's you saying that you wanted the two things that you were interested in to kind of go together in a way that made sense to you. And it made your, it made all of your pieces fit together, which I think a lot of us are really trying to figure out right now, figuring out that they are magic and they want to practice magic. How can they make that fit in their own lives also? Right, right. Not not only that, but I mean, if you think about folks who do magic, most most of us are doing magic because, you know, we want to have a better life. Like we want to make our lives better in some way. And better might just be more magical, but better might also be I'd like to move to a certain location or I want to have a different career or you, you might have like truly practical goals as well. And you want to make your life better using magic, which is awesome. And I have zero complaints with. But sometimes then it's hard to fit the magic into a structure to make stuff happen because there's this whole subset of like setting good goals and breaking down tasks into little doable pieces and being organized about how you move forward with your plans that doesn't come along with magic. So you could do the magic to make like the amazing, miracle stuff happen. But if you don't have a grasp on the other stuff, you you know, you, you can, you can get off track. Right. And that could be, I mean, some of the, some of the interesting things that can happen is you could, you could just be, there's folks who are just plugging along. Like they're always working super hard, but they never step back and think of what what they want on a larger or longer term scale. So they end up meeting the wrong goal. And the thing I always say about this is like, there's plenty of people coming out of law school who are suddenly like, I might not actually want to be a lawyer. Well, now you've figured it out, right? You know, like you might you might work hard toward the goal and suddenly realize it's the wrong goal. Or the reverse is that you're um you're just you can do magic and make really cool stuff happen, but you're not able to just kind of get the really boring mundane stuff in order to to march you toward toward your goal because in the end it breaks down to kind of like lots of little pieces every day. And so those those two things kind of can, you know, if you don't get both halves of it correct, then you're not really maxing out on like your ability to like make good life changes. And I think that looking back on the past crazy year, I think that those skills are in some ways even more valuable because the outside world has gotten so shifting and uncertain and kind of and kind of um you know, off balance in so many ways. And I think more and more of us are seeing it. So people are looking around at what's going on and thinking, hmm, this doesn't seem useful or healthy. And it certainly seems kind of um, uncertain and we don't know what's going on. And I would like to have a little bit of a better grip on my life and what I'm moving toward. And so those are those are kind of like these two tool sets that you can use together. And one of them is, of course, your magical tool set, which will include things like your divination tool of choice, how you manipulate odds, you know, whether that's sigils or candle magic or whatever you like, um, you know, the timing elements, doing the right stuff at the right time, whether that's astrological time or, or lunar time or whatever speaks to you. And then what I like to call your spirit posse 
which is your ancestors or the, the non-corporeal beings that you, you like to work with. You have that tool set. And most folks who do magic do a pretty good job of, of digging into those tools and figuring out what they like. But then there's this whole other tool set. And it's like, it's occulted as in hidden, but it's like project managing stuff, right? <laughs> so it's so, it's so great because sometimes I think too, when you come at, when you look at it from a project management viewpoint, sometimes people feel like it's not happening fast enough or this isn't happening. But if you can look at it and you look at the steps that you're doing, you know, you, there's a lot of steps that you need to take in order to get to where, like, you know, whatever your goal is, that is going to be the thing that makes your life better. And so I think that's so cool that you have that planned out and that you can look at like, no, I did do these things. Maybe I'm not, I'm not the whole way to Z yet. So I don't need to expect to be there. I'm here, right? So you can look at that little thing and just remind yourself that you did, <laughs> you are doing things. Sometimes it just feels like it's not enough fast enough. And so I think that for project management, it's really nice when people on the team or you as the person doing it can look at that aspect. <laughs> Well, not only is that completely accurate, because, uh, of course, anything you do in your life is going to be the marathon of your life. You know what I mean? Like, like, I mean, you don't it, it's sure you might have an end goal that you want to reach. But the truth is, we all have this this particular life that we're in now that we're working on. That's going to end at some point. We don't know when. Right. And in the meantime, we're making progress every day not just on goals and plans, but on just living the life that we we're building. Right. So that's, you know, chop wood, carry water, right. It's, it's part of the, it's part of the activity. The other thing that I focus on a lot is what I call this like agile magic methodology. Right. So, so agile is um, a way, it was originally a way of making software, believe it or not. It came out of some guys who were software engineers and they um, they got they were frustrated because they would build some software for some client like a boss or whatever and then they would spend all the, they would get all these requirements and they would spend all this time working on it and at the end of it the client or the boss would look at what they built and go eh, that's not really what we wanted well so this sounds like you know the, the person getting out of law school who suddenly is like maybe this isn't what i want right so they came up with this methodology called Agile, and I've been using it for a lot of years in that kind of technology context, but uh, it dovetails perfectly with magic, and it dovetails perfectly with the kind of environment that we're in right now, which is kind of shifting and changing and, and kind of highly chaotic. And what Agile says is, you're not going to know exactly what end goal you want to reach until you start moving toward it. So you don't just pick a goal and then never look at it again and, you know, start doing all the tasks. Instead, you're saying, this is kind of the long-term thing I'm, I'm going after, but I'm going to go in these small chunks. I'm going to take like a month and say, I'm going to work on things. And then I'm going to check back with myself and go, was this really what I wanted? Did something change to make my plans change? And the reason it's really powerful is because um, you know, nobody knew a year ago that there'd be lockdowns and uh, people would be losing uh, 
you know, their jobs. And, and I mean, you know, when, when times are kind of crazy and uh, things are moving quickly and shifting direction quickly, agile is really good for that. It's also really good, though, for incorporating magic because you've got it's like a cyclical process. So it ties nicely into sort of the cycles of the seasons, the moon, astrology, all those things that, that are, you know, time truly seems to have like a cycle that goes with it. And this process is the same. You have a, you have a starting point and you say, um, here's kind of what I'm thinking now. And then in however many weeks or a month or a lunar cycle, I'm going to check back and I'm going to say, is this still good? Did my magic work? Am I, am I feeling off track? What? I'm checking in with my spirit posse. What do they say about this? You know, and then you can course correct. Yeah, I think it's really interesting that you're saying that because it from the start gives you the opportunity to to re like make a mistake possibly, right? So you don't have to stick with this thing like go to law school <laughs> like you know for years. This is really fat. I really I really like this well, this version. Right. No, I mean it it's perfect for the kind of the times we're in, but it's also perfect when you kind of don't really know what you want. Like if <laughs> yeah. if it's your if it's your dream, let's say to write a novel, and I have a surprising number of clients who are writers, probably because they come to, to me through my writing, so it kind of makes sense. Um if you if it's your dream to write a novel, then the first thing you need to do is just sit down every day and write. Like, that's really obvious. If you want to become, say, a massage therapist, you know you're going to have to go to massage school and get a license or somebody's going to sue you, right? So there's like this clear path forward. Now, will you ever finish? You know, you don't know. You're only just starting. But you can see the path ahead. That That's a certain kind of project. You know the path and you know the steps you have to take to to get to the goal. Those are the easiest things to plan. Right. Those are the those are the simple ones. But most people aren't in that boat. A lot of people are kind of like, you know what? I'd like a cottage in the woods with a little garden. Yeah. And I want to be, you know, how do I get there? I have no idea. No clue <laughs> from my life in like a city apartment with two stressful jobs and like two cottage in the woods. It's just fog. I got nothing. Right. And so that's the second kind of project. You know kind of where you want to end up, but you have no clue how to get there. And that and agile works great for that because you could try stuff out. You can be like, I'm going to try it. OK, that that was a bad idea. Stop doing that. But try this other thing. Oh, that was a ter terrible idea. Stop doing that. Right. You could be like, well, can I make my job go virtual? Right. Like a lot of a lot of work is becoming more virtualized. Great, because I could work from the woods. Right. Does that work? Can I try that for a couple of months and see if right? You try stuff, you yeah. fail fast, you shift course. And then that's the second kind of project, which is easier, but uh, which is harder than the first kind, but it's still easier than the third kind of project, which is you don't know what you want and you don't know how to get there. And it's all just a big old mass of goo, right? Yes. I, I feel like everyone has been there too. I just want to say that like as, as inclusive, like Feel like we have all been there right at some point we all totally have and i've talked before about this i ran across a book just years and years ago called um i don't know what i want but i know it's not this and it's like a career planning book and it's a fine it's a fine book like if if you need career planning advice around this fine go hunt the book down it's not a terrible book or anything but the title is what really struck me 
Like, I, I don't know what I want, but this is not it. This, no. And I've literally been in this spot where I'm looking around going, okay, all of this, I don't want any of this. I don't know what I do want, but at least I know what I don't want. So starting out, like, not this. And, well, that's a really hard kind of project to plan using any sort of traditional kind of goal setting because, well, you don't know what your goal is. You don't know how to get there because you don't know what it is. You don't know if you're going in the right direction or the wrong direction. That's that's very wobbly and, un, frankly, an unpleasant place to be, right? Scary. It is scary. And it's, and it's scarier still um, in a kind of a, a social or economic environment that seems very uncertain and scary, right? A lot of folks' goals have been effectively eliminated in the past year. Right. I mean, the things yeah. that people were planning mm-hmm. on and working toward just some of those don't even seem to be available anymore. Right. So, so much of it, yeah. Yeah. So it feels really scary because suddenly we're not even sure what things we can do, what things we want to do. Right. Um, yeah. Yuck. Big yuck. Right. But the nice thing about this sort of agile magic model is that, and and it's strange, it sounds strange to say it, but you don't actually have to know the end goal to start trying different directions and seeing what makes sense. And my, my favorite example of this is, let's say that your goal is really just to be a little bit happier in your life. Things haven't been going so great. You're kind of unhappy. That sucks. I'm sure that plenty of folks have been locked down for a year and feeling not so great about certain things, right? That doesn't sound like a project that is it remotely doable. Be happier. That's that's not a doable goal. There's no way to to move toward that. That's like, like I said, goo. It's just mushy goo. That doesn't mean though that you can't use these tools to be happier. And the way you do it is first of all. You have to check in with yourself about how you're feeling and then what happier might feel like. When were you happy before? How do you, what does it feel like to feel good and happy about yourself? You might need help working through this process. That's not my thing, right? Like, you know, that's, that's, that's a different level of help. But if you know that you felt better about things before, you know, you could feel better about things again. You're just not sure how you use that feeling as your guide. That feeling becomes your goal. And then you start trying things out and seeing what start, sparks that feeling. So it's spring now. If you spend the next month outside for an hour every day with your hands in the dirt, and at the end of that month, you're like, you know what? I feel better. Now you know you're moving in the right direction. Does that mean you're going to go become a landscape ar- architect or something? No, it has nothing to do with that. You still don't know what the end goal for your life is, but you know that the direction you picked was good. Let's say you pick a different direction. Well, I'm going to try to socialize with a lot of people online. And then after a few weeks, you're like, I'm not feeling better. Right? This, is what I, this is not the right. T- so you, you don't do that anymore. You shift direction and try something different. And the cool thing is that your magic can tie neatly to that, right? So enchanting yourself to just be happier is not really, (laughs) that's hard to, 
it's not an easy maybe thing to do, but you can enchant for uh, more nurturing connections in your life. If social connection does make you happier. If, um, if uh, being outside with your hands in the soil really truly makes you happy, then enchant for more ways to do that. Opportunities to have a garden plot in the community garden or uh, free and cheap planting supplies, right? All of those things are thing, are magical targets now that you can tie into. But it's all part of this larger plan to experiment wildly, fail fast, right? Figure out what doesn't work quick and jettison it in order to get to the goal. And that goal can be from as concrete as financial self-sufficiency. That's pretty concrete, right? Like or paying off debt all the way to just be happier on a day-to-day -day basis, like just to, to be happier with my life. It can be as concrete or as wispy and kind of ethereal as it could be, and it'll still work. This is so important right now, I think, because there is just kind of like an underlying general unhappiness to everything right now, right? So everybody is feeling unhappy. I mean, not everybody, but I mean, it. it's pervasive that things are not, don't feel good right now. Okay. And so a lot of times it feels like complaining and everybody, but there's no solutions. And so this gives us a tool to use for, to, to release some of that kind of underlying unhappiness and take some ownership of our own, some of, in some way of our own happiness and do something. Um, because outside we can't always do we can't always do something about the broader stuff. So if we're at least thinking about our own goals, values, happiness. Absolutely. And I think this is really important too, because, okay, you know what? First of all, it's totally legitimate to be unhappy when things are unhappy making. Right? Yes. Yeah. Right. 100%. I mean, I think, yeah. And, and I am not... I am not one of those people who's always totally Pollyanna and positive thinking. There's value to just oh. saying, you know what? I'm not going to pretend everything is fine when some stuff is really not fine. Yes. Right. I mean, you, you look at the news and you look at politics and you think, yeah, totally not fine. I'm not going to pretend it's fine, but the what you're doing here. The dissonance of that right now is just, it right. hurts my head. I <laughs> just, well, and I think a lot of people are really, really struggling with that because it's not fine. And there's not a lot you can in the immediate term you can do about it. Right. I mean, there's there's, there's little things like, yes, you get out, you vote or whatever. But like, right. Things have been pretty rocky for a while. You're not going to change lockdowns and things all on your own. So it's totally legit to be cranky and unhappy about that. The key, though, is that the more things you can find kind of that you control that are are useful and helpful and make you you feel happy the better right and i've talked before kind of i think in my newsletter about um what i call saturnian self-care so we've been in this kind of strong saturn period astrologically right so saturn was in capricorn now saturn's in aquarius that's that's a powerful exalted saturn and saturn has kind of this bad reputation saturn is not happy dude saturn is like tough lesson guy not so much fun but 
Um, <laughs> there's, but there's something, there's something I thought of about, about what I call Saturnian self-care. So there's, there's this kind of idea that if we just like do self-care, everything is going to be fine. Well, and it's sort of disingenuous because the self-care that's always on offer is this very kind of like Western wealthy kind of, I, well, I went to a spa <laughs> retreat and I feel so much better. Yeah, great. Thanks. The, I, I'm busy working and I can't do that. And yeah, no, I've been, you know, <laughs> uh, thanks. Thanks. Uh, you know, stylish superstar lady for showing me how to, how to get my nails done correctly using self-care. That's not what I'm talking about here. When I'm talking about like Saturnian self-care, I'm talking about things like, uh, turning off the screens and getting enough sleep, working your body a little bit, uh, to keep it, to keep it running. And I'm, and I'm, I'm like the least like, exercise sort of person ever. This is my, one of my challenge areas is to make sure I'm getting up, taking stroll around, trying to get my heart pumping, uh, eating useful things like kale, right? Like I'm not talking about some expensive, fancy diet. I'm like, try to get some more veggies in you, try to get some decent sleep, you know, try to get your heart. That's Saturnian self-care. That's like water. That's a yeah. Good one. Drink plenty of water. That's the, that's a perfect example. You are uh, just taking care of the basics of yourself. You can control that. And as much as you can control it, you should do it because you'll feel better because that's the boring advice, right? How to feel better about yourself is always like boring stuff, like eight hours of sleep and broccoli. <laughs> it is. It's Darn it. That so doesn't boring. sound exciting. You know it's so true. Yes. <laughs> the sitting in silence. Yeah, I exactly. Know, I always tell people to sit in silence and they're like, no, it's not for me. I'm like, yeah, it is. It's for you. It's for it all is. of us. It is. It's literally <laughs> like exercise, sleep, food, and meditation. And you know what? I really prefer the spa weekend with like the rose petals and the bath and the champagne. And that sounds much better. But in truth, um, those those four bore, more boring things are, are useful things to help ourselves feel feel better and more in control and, and happier, regardless of the external situation, right? And and most of those are, are doable. Uh, sitting in silence is a really great example of something that has has got a very low bar to entry, right? There's not a lot of cost. You don't need fancy supplies. You don't don't go to my website and look for fancy like meditation cushions that cost three. No, just like you do that. You know, turning off the screen, going to bed, totally free. Even your electricity you don't even have to use. Google it. Yeah. yeah you, don't you, don't have, you don't have to have rules. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, having a little less sugar and a little more. It doesn't have to be any more complicated than that. Yeah. So, so, so I'm super pragmatic that way. It's one of the kind of the hallmarks of, way of even the way I approach magic, which is strange because magic is very can enchant your life and it makes strange things happen and it opens doors to these liminal experiences. The world is more than you just see, but I'm still personally incapable of approaching that in anything but a very pragmatic <laughs> kind of way. And, and the truth is that using magic to make, to make yourself happier sounds, like I said, it sounds really gooey and woo-woo, but it can be a very pragmatic activity where you say, I'm going to figure out the things that truly bring me joy. It's probably not doom scrolling Twitter. Probably not. You know, probably not. You could try it again <laughs> though, sure? just in case. One more time. <laughs> that's right. Just for a couple hours. You know, it's it, but what is it? What is it that brings you? 
brings you joy. So the times where I look at my life and I feel happiest are the times when like we're in the kitchen truthfully, like we're cooking something and my kid and his boyfriend cook. So there's like, sometimes my, there's people in my kitchen cooking things and that brings me an incredible amount of happiness. Now that's, um, you know, it's not the end, right? Like I still have practical goals in my life, but I've identified that. So how do I have as much of that sort of activity as I can, right? How, how do I direct my priorities to that and what magic can i use to to make those things happen in my life right and that in itself is magic doing you know that is magic you and it's so amazing because when you start thinking what is it what is it that i want what does make me happy you actually instead of you have to sit down and think about it it's kind of like when you ask somebody to pull you you know I come to you for tarot reading. I have to ask you a specific question. It has to be the right question. So sometimes talking out to get to the right question, you don't even need the tarot cards. Right. So, <laughs> so figuring out what it is that is magic in your own life. Like for me, I got so excited. It's sunny outside today. And I looked up and we have this... Um, port this raised wooden deck in our backyard and there's nothing on it right now because it's winter and I looked up there and I told my kids I was like oh my gosh you guys let's go get the deck ready that for me is life-changing joy magic right right and, and 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 you know we've been focusing on our conversation here has been focusing on being happier and certainly nobody wants to be miserable like everyone, everyone would probably pick that as a goal. But even if your goals are, 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 you know, just more mundane and prosaic, even if your goal is really like, um, uh, you know, I, I, I want to get to a place where I can sustain myself financially or, you know, I, I, I cut hair. It's not been the best year for me right? Like they could be serious yeah. and powerful goals. So I don't want to make light of it. Like, Oh, oh let's all do magic to be happier. Sometimes these same tools about failing fast, trying things quick, using magic as part of the structure of your project, they can do much more practical things like helping you, um, you know, deal with like a huge shift in what you can do to make money in the past year or, uh, getting out of a mess, a financial mess that you that you found yourself in because of all of this, right? So you know it, it's it, you know um, finding places where you can bring more joy and happiness in your life is awesome. And like I said, nobody's going to think that's a terrible idea. I I hope, but also practical stuff like, um. How can I, how can I use magic to help me get through this like really rough financial slump or pay off a bunch of debt that came out of this past year or get myself moved out of this city where there's no work now and moved somewhere where I might be able to find something to sustain myself. Those are much more serious kinds of, kinds of goals and equally, equally, you know, if not more important for, for people to try to get a handle on. And the truth is that um, those same tools work, right? Trying stuff out and then using your magic for it. And one of the ways I describe this is a, a, 
a project plan, and that sounds really formal, but that's that's what we're talking about here. Identifying kind of, even if you don't have an end goal, a direction and things to try and, and an organized structure, that thing is um, com comes off sounding pretty mundane, but it's like a tree, right? You know, it's, it's, like, it's like a structure that you build like a tree and then the magic are the ornaments you hang on it. They're not separate from. The magic activity is not some separate siloed thing over here that is totally different from the rest of the work you're doing to meet your goals. They're all intermingled with each other and you can use the magic to meet the goals of your project and then use the magic to make your magic better. Are my little dogs totally it's annoying, like a, by the a, way? It's a, no, no, I love it. I was like, this is a self-sustaining cycle. You know, <laughs> I use the magic for this and then I get more magic and then you're like moving on to your goal. I think it's really, I, I like the, I like hearing about the agile method. I think it's really, I think it's really fascinating um, from a project management standpoint. I only ever learned lean um, and I've used lean the lean is model similar. for getting rid of some things in my life, right? I used it for time management because um, I was constantly running around being like, I don't have enough time, which was a problem in itself. <laughs> but I started using that model in my own life, trying to figure out how I, what I was doing with my time. And I, I do feel like I have more time now. So. And, 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 you know, ironically, you don't actually, like nobody has time to begin with the idea of having time. Like what, it's in a bucket in the backyard. It's like in your, in your shed. Oh, I have a couple extra boxes of time. Uh, this is a very Western, very weird way of viewing time. This is like, okay, what's happening Sunday here? Daylight saving time. What, what sense what? does that even, like metaphysically that is, that it, that it makes zero logic. Right, like I don't have enough time. I'm going to time our us to buy some more minutes. Well, and 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 at some point, California will also adopt the same measure that we did, and we won't have daylight savings time anymore. Yeah. So, <laughs> no, so it, it just further proving that it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. And the the funny thing though is that while um. It's very common to feel like you don't have enough time. Of course, what's really going on is that you have too much stuff that takes time. A hundred percent. Right? You, or you, sometimes it's also like some of the stuff is guilt and fear. Like for me, I was feeling guilty. Feeling guilty took up way too much of my time. Oh my gosh. Yeah, no, totally. This is the, this is the ultimate procrastination loop, right? Uh, which, um, you know, you, you put something off. And then you spend your, the time that you get putting it off worrying about the fact that you haven't done it. So not only did you not yeah. get it done, but like you didn't get any bonus upfront time either. Uh, and, and, you know, I, I think, I think people, people will tend to think that because I do this work, uh, you know, kind of for a living, right, that I must be just naturally super organized and really driven and I never procrastinate. No, my entire project <laughs> management skill set, I swear to you, are coping mechanisms for my natural procrastination, laziness, perfectionism, and disorganization, which 
I want to put you the that best out person there. to learn from because then people are coming to you. It's like going to a therapist that doesn't have any idea what you're talking about is a little bit stressful as opposed to one that has some sort of connection with you. Well, and I think that I think that that's actually I want to put that out there because one, I'm really I'm really skittish of that that sort of like you know, I have a public, like a blog and stuff. So you, you want to be careful that you don't like, yes, my, my life is so perfect on the surface of my blog. You know what? Shit yeah. happens. It, and we all struggle with things, right? We all have areas where we, we are really feel challenges around kind of what we should be doing. Right. And, and a great example of that is, is we were talking about the big four boring Saturnian self-care, like getting enough sleep and, and uh, eating broccoli and stuff. Maybe some of those are for you pretty easy. Like you don't have a you don't have a hard time getting keeping your diet kind of you know full of vegetables and nutrients. That's that's an easy thing for you. And maybe getting enough sleep isn't a problem. But maybe the exercise portion is some sort of weird Mount Everest of insurmountability <laughs> in your life, and it's that's the challenge. And everybody has everybody has stuff like that. And one of the things that I try to identify with, so yeah, you know, I do, I do have kind of private clients who literally come to me for like personal project management, not like life coaching, like rah, rah, but like literally like, okay, now you've got a goal. Let's break it down. Let me teach you these tools. Let's identify, a, you know, things to try, experiments to do with this, this, this idea that you have for your life. But they, people come to me and what I've discovered is that Everybody comes at this project planning, goal achieving stuff at a different level. There's folks who are really good at getting stuff done every day. A lot of people with little kids are like this just as a survival mechanism, right? You yeah. know, yeah, they're, mm -hmm. they're up early because they have toddlers up early and they've done a zillion things before 8, 8 a.m. because... There's just a zillion things to do. I haven't stopped moving for two years. For, yeah, right. exactly. Uh, so there's people who are super good at that. They have a big, long to-do list every day, and they're getting it all done. And yet they never give themselves the gift of the space, not really the time, but the space to step back, to think about what they value, where they'd like to be a few years down the road, what sort of larger themes they want to manifest magically in their lives. They don't do that part of it. And then, you, of course, you have the dreamers who do that, who've thought long and hard about dreams and visions and goals and got all these great ideas, but they have a harder time breaking that down into little pieces that are actually small enough to get done, right? When you fly out of bed in the morning with, with, because the baby's screaming, you have an identified, clear little list of things you have to do, usually involving feeding them and changing them and, you know, and then feeding the dog. And like, th those are known quantities. But when you have a big dream, if you can't break that dream down into small known quantities, you'll never, you'll never move forward to it. You won't get those little pieces done. You don't know what they are. You can't make them happen in your life. You can't give them the, the priority they need to sort of have to, to, be accomplished and that's the other piece of it and when when we think about what like managing a project is really about at kind of a meta level it's about the big piece the big goal 
but also those little day-to-day -day bits and the connection between them. Like of the things you do every single day, some of that is always just going to be basic maintenance stuff. Chop wood, right. carry water, feed the baby. Like you're not going to like not do those things. They have to happen just to be kind of in the world. But a portion of them should be in service to these wild experiments, crazy dreams, or just in service of, um, uh, you know, what I don't like things in my life. This is the time, this is the stuff I'm going to do to try to change that, to try to find out what, what else might be out there for me, the experimenting, you know. And that's all kind of part of that, that process, top to bottom. I think it's really cool because it reminds me of, uh, just because you said about having little kids, there will get to a time where you're out of that survival mode and all of a sudden you're like, oh, wait, what do I do? Because now you have time to even consider the quest, the thought, right? Because there have been years of my life, I we have twins, um, where I didn't even cons I I never even considered what was next or what I was doing or what I wanted, you know. Um, and then all of a sudden one day it was like, oh, what do I want? And then I didn't know what I you know I didn't know where to go from there. Um, and it took me several. Years. Sometimes we kind of like disappear <laughs> for a couple years in survival mode, right? Yeah, and and kids are kids are an example that anyone who so I have a kid, so anyone who is a kid can identify with that because when they're little like that, they need a lot of time and attention. They're like black holes of time and attention. They just yes. suck all available light <laughs> into them for a couple of years, and 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 you know, there's a point where your daily goals are like, and I shampooed my hair, and I managed to get to the bathroom enough. Uh, that's kind of it. So uh, yes. you know, so that's that's one thing, but it's not the only thing. So I think for those who who listen in and who are like, yeah, I don't have, I don't have kids and I don't want them. It sounds terrible. Um, but for those <laughs> folks, there could be all these other ways of, um, of being in survival mode. So for example, you could be taking right. right now, you could be taking care of sick people or you could be, you could be struggling yes. with an illness or something yourself. You could be, um, you could be uh, in, desperately in literal sur survival mode. Hoping that stimulus hurries up because you know you're, you're you're things are really not going well and it's taking a lot of time and attention. Everybody has stuff sometimes in their lives when that there's that that kind of thing going on. Um, about ten years ago, my husband had a serious accident, and for a while, that the fact of that was like it was like a volcano in my living room, right? Like it was it was just it was this huge thing. It was in the way of everything. It was the thing we were all dealing with and we weren't dealing with anything else. And, and for hopefully, fortunately, that, that passes by and you move on to like calmer times. But if you're in the point where you're selling your guests, I apologize, but ignore the lava, but there's a volcano in my living room <laughs> and it's going off right now. If you're in that space, then uh, interestingly, first of all, still doing magic is always a good idea, right? And you might be doing emergency right. magic. It might be very immediate. But that agile stuff actually even then still works because it's super short term, right? Nobody's sitting with the volcano in their living room going, I wonder where I want to be in five years. They're like, 
All right. (laughs) (laughs) I've got rent coming up and I've barely had a chance to breathe. There's no food in the cupboards, whatever challenges and struggles and craziness. Agile is really short term. So it can allow you to focus on those immediate important things and, and hopefully make some traction toward them. You're putting out the fires, right? You're just doing kind of emergency kind of, kind of magic. Um, when I, so there's, so there's a couple things I have on my site and you get, they're totally free. And if you, if you sign up for my newsletter, you, you get them. And I feel obliged to tell people that you could sign up and get them and then cancel the newsletter, which would make me sad, but it's fine. Totally legit. No big deal. Um, one of them is called, um, the agile magic manifesto. And it talks about what agile magic looks like. Because there's types of magic that are better for the scenarios where you have to be more short-term, agile, nimble. That's not the time to learn a whole new system. It's not the time where maybe you want to do a four-night, all-night Solomonic conjuration of something. No, it's the time for like quick, dirty, try stuff, cheap, easy to do. And there's certain kind of magic, certain kinds of magic that lend yourself to that. There's certain kinds of things you can prioritize to help you stay agile. Uh, the other one is called is called the Risky Business Booklet, and I wrote it um, at the beginning of all of this pandemic craziness. Uh, I just I took a bunch of old content from my blog, and I took some new stuff, and I squished it together into this book. Um, and it's about risk mitigation and management. So it's about when you you know eating kale is nice and all that ivy, but like shit's on fire. <laughs> and you know <laughs> what do i do then so uh, so if folks are feeling kind of in that space right now go and get those and like i said they're totally free i'm not you know you sign up you'll the, i'll send the links will come to you via the magic of the internet and then you can download them and take a look at them neither of them is super long they're not 300 pages right they're they're short hopefully they're easy to digest and they talk more about uh, how to be agile in terms of what you focus on and your magic. And then the other one is about uh, risk and issue mitigation, right? How to get through the the, the crazy times um, magically and mundanely, right? And um, because I know that um, being in that whole, hey, let's make your life better kind of business, right? Um I find value in that. I, I want to make everyone's life better. Let's all use magic to make our lives better. Awesome idea. Uh, but you know, things are really rough right now for a lot of folks, and I don't want to. I don't want to um, minimize any of that in the service of you too can meet all your goals in only X months. <laughs> yeah, no, no, let's <laughs> let's not do that. Sometimes, sometimes, whether it's because you have little kids at home or whether you've had a a really terrible year or whether um, you're now taking night classes and working in the day. And it's just a lot. Um, When, when things are really rough and crazy like that, these same tools can help you get through it to a calmer, to a calmer patch of time. So. So we can just go, we can go to your website, which is. Uh, (laughs) So for a minute there, I'm like, I know, <laughs> circlethrice.com. So. Oh, 
Yeah. Circlethrace.com. And, and I actually wanted to ask you, so you also do a magical planner. I wanted to ask you about that. Like, oh, when did yeah, that get there? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so... So yeah, so first of all, go to circlethrice.com, sign up for the free newsletter. Um, in fact, uh, this this past this past um, year has been pretty challenging for me personally, and my newsletter it used to be like regularly weekly, and now it's kind of like uh, occasionally I get one out. So, but it's about ninety nine percent useful stuff, and one percent occasionally a reminder that I sell things. So I promise it's very low on the marketing. Um, but you could get the, the free books. And then, yes, I have uh, a Patreon where um, if you sign up, I send out this kind of monthly magical planner, which. Um, uh, so first of all, I want to credit I want to credit uh, Gordon over at Rune Soup for for kicking me off on thinking more about which uh, astrologically, which days are best for certain activities and what might empower your magic. Right. And so I started, uh, I was, you know, I started looking at that more and more deeply over the past few years. And I started putting out a, like just literally a monthly planner of it, like for each day of the month, what's, what sorts of magic are, can you do? I have deckhand information in there and uh, saints days and just all the sorts of things that interest me as, as a magician, right? And and then um, it's like a printable. You can actually little print it and put your even put your schedule in it. So it's like a literally a little planner thing. So if folks are interested in that, it's on my Patreon. Go, you know, sign up and and it comes out every yeah. month. And I just put March out. So. Well, I want to ask you. So because I'm going to be putting out this episode on Monday, so we're going to skip the the new moon. But like, are there any dates that you were looking at that are looking kind of good for? For, that you're interested in like as far as your practice oh yeah no very good idea so um so yeah let me pull this up quick but um first of all uh the new moon is um the new moon is coming up when is it coming up it's just like tomorrow tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. right or so, yeah, yeah new so, moon and, so new moon in pisces with yeah the, yeah uh, so Venus and neptune yeah, no, it's 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 kind of a heavy Pisces. It's a heavy Pisces day. So what I what I uh, was just going to mention is that um, it, I have so so sorry to sorry to pitch my stuff, but I have a thing on my website called uh, the Lunation Rite. We want you. And to. if any, no, <laughs> thank you. Uh, I'm a terrible so. I'm a terrible marketer. I just want to put that out there. I, I like, I think I, I think I, I like the work I do. I find huge value in it. People tell me they like it, but I'm not very good at selling it. So, um, so marketing for me is one of those like mysterious activities. Uh, but I, um, I have this uh, lunation rite that you start on the new moon and you, you do it every day. And it, it, it combines um, the PGM with uh, the lunar days and the Orphic hymns. And the idea is that every single morning you start with this invocation to, to the Agathos Damon, and then there's a hymn that goes with each day. And it has to do with building the, the four Hellenic virtues in your life. So just a pitch there in case people are curious about it. It's on my site. You can go check it out and, and uh, if you're interested in, in getting it. So, all right, so let's talk about March, which... I can't believe it's already the middle of March. So I know it 
I, I, like we said earlier, time is not really, it's making less sense now than it ever did for me personally. <laughs> I, I kind of get where you're coming from because it's, um, for a lot of folks, things kind of blur together, which is where the sort of monthly planner or like a monthly ritual of some kind, whether you want to use mine or make up your own, of course, can be hugely powerful because it sets you in space and time magically, right? So if you're in a place where kind of the days seem to be flowing together and you're, um, you know, you're feeling like you've, um, you're losing kind of like your sense of position in, in, in the world in time, right? Uh, try that. Try just getting up like every morning and greeting the sun and, um, you know, thinking about the planet that rules the day of the week and, and asking for that planet's blessings for you, whether that's, you know, kind of the tough blessings of Saturn and Mars that have to do with discipline and courage, or whether it's more the happy blessings of, of you know, Venus and the sun or Jupiter about, you know, beneficence or whatever. So, so you can, you can do that just out of pocket for yourself and it'll put you back into time, you know, the time flowing. So you had asked about upcoming interesting days. Well, the uh, the new moon kicks off on uh, Saturday, of course, upcoming is Saturday the 13th. Um, you've got, um, that means the, the, that day and the following day are really good for luck and gain and winning kinds of magic, right? Ooh. The day after that, on the 15th, Mercury is, is heading into Pisces, where he's not so happy, which means, uh, from an astrological standpoint, you know, um, Mercury is in detriment in Pisces. But what that means for a magician is mitigation kinds of magic, right? Like maybe communication will be problematic or weak, as with Mercury retrograde. So instead of just saying, well, that sucks in the sky, I'm not going to, you, instead you can approach it as sort of a mitigation activity. What magic can I do to help keep like the lines of communication flowing smoothly in my household or in my job, right? And then, um, so, and then of course the big one is the spring equinox is coming up, um, you know, uh, beginning of the sun entering Aries and um, that particular day of the lunar month is for finding treasures in the earth, which, okay, you know, if you have a metal detector, do what you need to do. But what, how I take that for the spring, spring equinox for, you know, those of us on this side of the planet is treasures in the earth can be literally the treasures of the earth, you know, new sprouts, flowers, fresh young leaves. So for those of us yeah. who, are, who are having a spring equinox, Magic about finding treasures in the earth can literally be magic around um, things growing around you or growing inside you that are tied to that season. Uh, finding some cool rock friends. The, <laughs> <laughs> this is a really, it's its becoming already a, such a beautiful spring. And when you said that, I, I mean, I was planning on doing some gardening anyway, but when you said that, I was like, oh yeah, I'm definitely going to spend that day digging in the dirt in my yard and really doing all that welcoming 
Yeah. And it could be, and it could be, it could be literal gardening in your yard. It could be buying a potted plant for your window. It could, there's all these different ways to manifest it, right? The point is that you, you do the magic to manifest that and it ties in with the timing. So, so let's go through a couple of these. The day after that on the 21st is a day focused on uh, like family happiness and caring for your house. And interestingly, it's also the day that Venus enters Aries, where she's in detriment and unhappy. So again, from an astrological standpoint, oh, Venus is unhappy. But from a magical standpoint, it could be the perfect day to do like household peace and happiness charms. So that during this window of time when, when the, the planet Venus is not, is, you know, in detriment, you're still doing good magic to mitigate that impact right so you're saying and this stuff is in your planner yeah it's just in it's just in small form right so there's in my mind a little bit i'm like oh my god this is so wonderful well if you want after so i just put out the march planner but if you want um i could i could send you guys a link to february and then folks could look at like what last month looked like because you know month to month they have similar content just you know tuned for the specific days and you could, uh, you know, your audience could take a look and see whether they thought it was interesting. Oh, I'd love to share it. That'd be great. Thank you. Yeah, no, I'd be happy to. So so you've got the day for, for ham- family happiness and care of the home. And then you've got the day after that, which is um, interestingly in, so the, the days themselves come from this ancient grimoire called the Hygromantea, which I loved and I learned about in the, the Room Soup Sigils course. And I've been using it for years and years. And the day after on the 22nd is a curing, it's a healing day. And it's literally for curing the epileptic, which, you know, these old school grimoires, they're so funny. But it's, a, it's so we, we need to take these not literally, I guess, unless you're epileptic. Um, but it's really for about healing and health in general. And it also happens to be uh, the moon in cancer on a Monday. So the moon is in cancer on a Monday on this healing day. So what better day for emotional and mental healing magic? Magic for, for peace inside in your emotions and, 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 you know, peace and calm in your mind, kind of plumbing those deep waters of Pisces and that kind of power of the moon and Pisces. So that would be, that would be kind of the magic to do on that day. So. And not every day has something. Some days I'm just like, eh, that doesn't seem like a good match. Or some days I'm just like, nothing calls, there's nothing particular on a, on a certain day. So some weeks are quieter than others. But those are like some days coming up around the, the solstice that would be great. And you can tie them into, so for example, you could tie this into a little like multi-day sort of working where you are... Uh, starting with that treasures in the earth and then the treasures are become the happiness of your home and from there you're talking about you know healing kind of emotionally right kicking off a new season so and that's how you enchant your life you know just a little bit by little bit just like you achieve any goal yeah, I love the. I just, I just love the planner. I just think it's so, it's such a great idea. And you know, I've seen the previewed. I, I'm happy to share the, the last month's one because the I've looked at the previewed copies and it just makes so much sense to me. And I love like it just, I just nerd out on the whole putting in <laughs> well, my calendar thing. Well, and you know, um, I think the important thing is to use the information, but be flexible with it, right? I mean, there's sometimes when you're not going to be doing a lot of like super elaborate enchantments. 
But even so, if you can tie kind of the energy of a particular day with the energy of where the moon is in its cycle, with maybe the energy of, um, you know, other astrological or other themes, like a certain, a certain, maybe a certain saint that calls to you or a deccan, if the deccans are your thing, they're in here as well, right? And um, if the more you can tie your magic into kind of that rhythm, the, then the more it becomes a part of your life, right? And, and yeah. the more kind of yeah. benefit you gain from it overall. Yeah, this is such cool chat. I really appreciate you coming on. This is so cool. Yeah, I'm glad we got to share your work. Um, I'm glad you got to talk to Jessica because I, I, you know, I've heard you, I've heard you discuss some in, really interesting talk, topics that helped. It just really clicked in things for me and really helped me with my personal practice. So I really thank you for all the stuff that you're sharing. Yeah, three years <laughs> ago he like started on a journey, um, his particular journey after hearing you on a podcast, he then started doing actual things in his life that got him on that path. And now both of our lives are significantly different. Yeah. Better, I hope. Absolutely. Absolutely better. <laughs> challenging. But life that's is what we're challenging, here for. right? Yeah. <laughs> in a good way. Not always in a good way, but right now for us yeah. it's in a good way. Yeah, no, it's um I I can't tell you how much I appreciate you saying that. It makes me really really happy. One of the things that um one of the things that I hope is that uh, folks can take information away from this that just they can use to make their lives better, right? That's just my entire goal is to is to yeah. put that out there that people can use this to um to kind of make traction on what they want out of their life, even if it's as simple as being happier every day, right? Yeah. Whatever, whatever your yeah. goal is, right? For the little ones, for the bit, for the little goals, for the big goals, for the like, oh my god, I need this immediate. Immediately. Yeah, for the for the long term stuff and for the the short term stuff. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's been a pleasure Thank chatting so with you guys. Yeah, thank you so much for talking about this. I think that I find it fascinating. I know 100% that he does. Um, so we really appreciate it. I think that some people that listen to us will also find it fascinating. Well, thanks. At the very Scott. least, I got to talk with you. <laughs> well, yeah, let's let's just chat again for fun. I'd, love, I'd actually love that. And uh, thank yeah. you. Thank everyone. All, I'd like to thank all your audience for listening. And, um, you know, if uh, if you have any and if anyone out there wants to get a hold of the, the the free stuff, right? Like the the magic manifesto and the the risky business guide, especially. Um, if you have any issues, just email me on the site. I'll make sure you get a copy. I really I want those to get out because it's it's been a tough year for a lot of folks, and yeah, you know maybe this information could be helpful. So that's that's really important to me. And it's been great talking with you guys. I love it. And, uh, you know, thanks. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely, I'm open to future conversations if you ever want to come back on again or if you just want to chat, feel free.